This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quickwire Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Misfiring Thursday. My wires are all crossed in here in the Ramier studio. It's a complete and total mess. But uh, who's counting here? I'm trying to figure out how to connect with everybody today, and it's not going very well. I'm going to have to turn my device. Don't use Siri. Okay. Hey, welcome in. It's a Thursday edition. Glad to have you today. Never let them see you sweat, as they say in the trade. And even if you do, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. Even if you, you never let them see you sweat, and even if you do, they don't care. So, buenos dias to you and yours. Hope you're having a great day. We are here at your Tony Basilio show. It's an awesome, awesome day. Uh, enjoying the program today on the show. Absolutely no doubt about it. It is going to be an incredible, incredible day. An incredible day for me, for you, for all of us. It's going to be insane. I promise you a wonderful show. I um, continue to marvel. Matt Dixon, Matt Dixon's got... A moment of truth coming up this weekend. We want to walk him through that. John Adams is in the house today. John, are you pumped for today? That's what I. That's what I'm wondering. Are you pumped today? Yeah, I talked to you a few minutes ago. That pumped me up. Did it, Matt Dixon? You're over at the game covering it for uh, our T Club team. You provided a great coverage. The baseball Vols look back there, Matt. Yesterday, they're bat flipping. Up twelve nothing or twelve to one or whatever it was, celebrating pimping a home run when you're up double digits. That's some old school Tennessee balls right there, Matt. It, it it was, but and granted, I think that was his first career home run, and that's a, a Johnson City native. But yep. I, I I I actually noted that on Twitter. So mm-hmm. um, they had a, a casual eleven run third inning yesterday, including eight straight two out hits, which mm-hmm. is always impressive. Um, and took took a no hitter into the the sixth inning, which I take full blame for for costing Tennessee a no hitter because I jinxed him on Twitter. It seems like, and I don't know, uh, post game, it seems like Tony Valls, Diddy or Didney, took a shot at last year's team. Matt, we're going to listen to this. Who was Tony Valls taking a shot at in particular? We'll visit with it later on in the program, but it seems like that was a. Uh, that was a shot at whom? What do you think? Uh, it maybe a, a kind of a shot at, at, at Chase Burns. Um, maybe a little Maui Ahuna in there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll listen in on that. 
I was asking Berkey today, like a team that has two starters, can you win it all with two starters? Because people here want to win this thing. They want to win the thing now. Matt, is this team is this team capable? Is this team capable of winning it all, in your humble opinion? Sure, I think they have the talent to. Um, you know, you got, a lot has to kind of go your way at the right at the right time late in the year. But Tennessee has the talent and the roster to yes. Um, they do need to develop some more pitching depth and and kind of sure up their lineup in, in some spots, but they they have more than enough talent to, to do that. They you know they, they don't have a Paul Skeens obviously, but LSU won it all last year with basically like two pitchers, two and a half pitchers. I mean they had a couple of, of beer league guys that were thrown in the college world series that they won with. John Adams, um, what's on your alleged mind today? As we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I've got a syllabus plan for you at the top of my blog at tclub.team today a couple 5,000 mile credibility checkups for you today oh tony uh what were you talking about the other day about missouri's football coach Lad Drinkowitz? matt dixon bring uh john up to speed on what we were getting into and by the way olin buchanan's going to join us funny guy from texas a&m Brian, this is the guy that called, compared uh, Texas' program to um, when you're running around with a stripper, right? Yes. Texas and the SEC when you're running around with a stripper. Eventually, all their issues come to light. Yeah. And he also said... Really? He also said that uh, he, he could figure out real quickly that Alabama... Runs the SEC, and they're they're the they're the they're the uh, bell cow, and the protected class. Yeah, he um, he he figured that out. But we were talking about Drinkwitz and his antics courtside. John, I was going to ask you. It's funny you bring that up. Do you think? Do you uh? Do you ever remember a football coach that would sit courtside back in the day, whenever, and have fun with kids on the other team, like he was doing the other night? Is there anybody you can think of that jogs your mind? Obviously, we saw Pat Summit run out onto the floor and lead cheers, but nothing, and then Bruce Pearl at her games, but nothing geared toward another player on another team. Um, well, there are a couple incidents that come to mind, both involving the Lady Vols, and one was uh, Pat Summit's husband, R.B. Summit was a masterful heckler. And he also knew basketball very well. And he knew the players on the other teams. So I know he's not a coach and he's not technically part of the team, but that was kind of a, I mean, RB was at every game. And Tyler, their son, grew up with the team. So it's kind of a family affair. But RB was a great heckler. And he had one of those voices that just pretty much stood out in a crowd. And also some of those crowds weren't that big. I can remember an NCAA tournament game, RB uh, heckling old a couple of old Dominion players. Uh, they were both, I think, from foreign countries. <laughs> so, foreign countries? You can't do yeah. stuff like that today. Wow. Yeah. That's you know, fantastic. They, they, 
they would imprison him now. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Under the jail without the bail, man. I was amused by it. I mean, he was very That's good awesome. at it. You go, RB. You go, RB. Another, another one, though, I remember it. Uh, Tennessee University president. You think a university president, they always have to maintain a certain degree of decorum yes, wherever they are. Demure. But John, Peter, John Peterson didn't fly that way. And so Dan Flesser and I were sitting down there, and we were at courtside, I guess, back then. And we heard this voice. It was a women's game. Uh, kept heckling the officials. Again, it was a voice that stood out. And, and you could hear it all over the arena. You know how it is with 4,000 people in a large arena. And so we turned around and looked, and it was uh, UT's president, John Peterson, just Laying it on those SEC officials. Matt Dixon, in your humble opinion last night, how fun was it seeing Kentucky get beat? That was a great night of basketball, by the way. Oh, that, yeah, it was, that was hilarious. Two really good games in the SEC last night. Last, last second shot, yeah. Great heads-up play by, uh, I think it's Wright that got transferred from Vandy. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to beat them, you know that we, we you know we we made fun of like Arkansas and Vandy when they've played Tennessee, how they basically kind of quit on the season. Yeah, that that LSU team, that they they're probably more talented than they get credit for, but that team fights like hell every every time out. You know, Matt McMahon's done a really good job with them. That they were down fifteen early in the second half and fought back. Um, they fought back here in Knoxville, and they could have easily lost by thirty or thirty five. Um, and they cut it to eight at one point. You know that team. That team plays really hard, and I'm not using that in the the joking sense that I usually do. No, I mean they they were down 13, like you said, at the, on the road at South Carolina the other day. I took a nap uh, during that deal, um, but uh, pretty next level. There was an incident with the Cal softball team getting into it with fans in Louisiana recently. So the whole thing with people mixing it up with the fans and the I just never seen a coach a football coach, John, do that. And on the Tennessee bench, they were really surprised by it. They were really now now Brian Rice made a couple calls and he says it didn't happen. So when if he says it didn't happen, it didn't happen. I mean he's he's pretty in the know. But the truth is that Eli Drinkowitz, apparently, John, his ethos says he just doesn't care. Is that kind of his deal? Well, uh, he's, uh, I like to call him Elia. You know, his name kind of, it started out Elia, and then it, some people called him Eli, and he said, yep. yeah, people that know me real well call me Eli, but then everybody started calling him Eli. I guess they're more familiar with him now. I kind of call him Elijah. I just like that a little better. Mm-hmm. But because there are not, there are plenty of Elias out there. There aren't that many Elias. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember listening to him. What I like about Elijah Drinkowitz, and uh, I kind of go back and forth on him because I thought in 2022, at the end of a horrible season, uh, he gets a raise, a huge raise, to like six point three million dollars. $6.3 million yeah. a year. And in my mind, that was like, you could have made a case for firing right then. Uh, and $6.3 million for what he had done, he had a losing record overall. I thought it was, 
I thought he was the old, most overpaid coach in the country. And then I do a 180 because I see what Missouri does last year. I rarely give administrators credit, though I've uh, thrown a lot to Tennessee's way in recent years uh, with Dante Plowman and Randy Boyd. But, yeah, I was like, maybe they saw something nobody else did. I don't know. But Eli Drakewood suddenly has a hot program, finishes in the top ten, um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking completely different of him. And then uh, I heard some things where he didn't get along with the AD, but it's as though he emerged from that uh, skirmish with uh, more powerful than ever. Uh, and he is funny. Uh, he doesn't engage in coach speak as like most coaches do. I remember uh, I've heard him on Paul Feinbaum. Uh, he'll talk about different things. He'll talk about music, which you should like, Tony. So I kind of uh, have a different take on him. Uh, I think he's – anybody that's different in the coaching fraternity, with so many of those guys, it seems as though they come out of a, off an assembly line. So that kind of gets my attention. So it was if he was saying things to Tennessee players, you don't expect to see that from a football coach of a a head football coach at another school, but I bet it's gone on before. I know Steve Spurrier used to go to Florida basketball games, but, and I don't remember an incident where he did that, but Spurrier's a great needler. I I mean, I could almost see that happening. I'm not saying, I, I don't know that he ever did, but and there are some other coaches that might have, but others, most would say, oh, I'm a football coach. I can't do that. Who are some coaches? Tony, can you think of any coaches that had a reputation for drinking a little bit too much? Well, I mean, yeah, but I've never heard of – I've heard of guys, you, you and I know, I've never seen a guy engage – like Watson Brown said yesterday, that's just the other no-no. Team, the other team from the front row. The I other got, team. That's way over the – I mean, you can cheer, you know, like like you mentioned Summit Pearl of – you know, did a bunch of cheers and, and went around and got the crowd pumped up. But he was on the front row just actively, you know, t- like taunting Tennessee players. Like, I just, <laughs> very odd for for a guy that, that clearly didn't play any high-level sports. He literally told ZZ, you throw the ball like your quarterback from last year. Or you pass <laughs> like he, which, by the way, is a funny thing to say. I got time for it. It's very funny. Uh, It's, yeah. Our crowd yesterday, our crowd was extremely, it's the long distance we're having trouble with. I wonder if it's tied to that, those outages. I wonder if Olin's on a, because I'm getting a busy signal. Hey, Brian, why don't you text him? I bet that's what it is. I wonder what kind of a service. Olin has. Right, text him and see if he's having trouble re- receiving calls. Because there's a nationwide outage today. Uh, and who knows what that is? Is that just an outage? Or is there a, some kind of attack? They don't know yet. Is, are the Chinese involved? 865-200-5402. Again, 865-200-5402. We come back on the other side. There's a ton to talk about. Did Tony Voss throw shade? At Chase Burns, 
And we've got a lot to discuss here as we continue on the other side. John Adams is in the house after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. Hi, I'm Kurt Green. If you're looking for a great night of acapella music, all you've got to do is come out on the 24th and you'll see us at the Cherry Theater, 7th Element. And you will have such a great time. I'm hoping that all of the community comes out and supports this wonderful concert. It's at 6 p.m. I don't want you to miss it because you can find it so easily on Eventbrite. And just look for 7th Element in France. You're going to love it. Get your tickets today. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Owen Buchanan, you bow your head when you say thy name, because we have found, I don't know where he's been hiding all my life, but this guy is a takesman of epic proportions. A takesman of epic proportions, and he's been on both sides of the Texas deal uh, as he is with uh, TexasAgs.com. Olin, welcome back to the show. The last time you compared Texas's program to uh, an exotic dancer, as they say in the trade, dating an exotic dancer, uh, them coming into the Lee, and it's one of the greatest lines of all time. And Olin, I bring you back against the backdrop that we've got a grudge match in Thompson Bowling Arena Saturday night, and Rick Barnes is going for win number 800. And he has got this game circled against Buzz Williams, who acts like a maniac on the sidelines. How you doing, Olin? I'm doing well. And now that you put a lot of pressure on me to have some big takes now. Uh, I'm sure Rick wants to uh, win this game for many reasons. I think that uh, uh, he, he would take uh, special joy in beating Texas A&M. Um, down here, they always uh, I try to ridicule him with. Uh, uh, well, one time, uh, A&M has a deal with the that they've been doing since you know nineteen uh, the opposing coach when he stands up, they hit, the, the the students yell, "Sit down, bus driver!" The old the old taunt. And one time, this is when he was at Texas, he said he was talking about that in post game. He said, "What are they going to do next? Watermelon, 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 Ryan." So. <laughs> 
do the watermelon, watermelon rhyme. Uh, I, they may not, if they're making the trip up to Knoxville, they may not have that opportunity very much this uh, Saturday because a and not a good road team. And I would imagine that Tennessee uh, is uh, especially motivated for this game. So somebody had told me internally, right, that Barnes told a couple of his players, next time we play them, he was so incensed after the game. If that guy steps out on the floor, I want you to bump into him. I want to force them to call it. And that game, he uh, Buzz Williams, if we'll all remember, a few minutes left in the game, he comes running out the midcourt asking for timeout, like running onto the floor uh, as if he was, like, retrieving his wallet or something. I don't, I don't know what, what yeah. that was, or a, or well, a, a loose know, baseball. He makes $4 million a year, so it, that wallet, I'd be going after it, too. <laughs> um, I, I said makes, didn't necessarily earn, because so far right now there's a lot of folks in college space that question whether he earns it. Um, but, uh, yeah, he should have he should have been teed up. It would not have made a difference in the game. A&M played its best game of the year, you know, bar none, not even close in that game. Uh, haven't won since. Um, but, you know, coach getting out on the floor – officials are supposed to call it, and they didn't. And as was look for Buzz, I think it was the worst look for the officials. What? Why did they not? Call I agree it? with that. I agree with that. It's easy to point the finger at Buzz Williams and say, "Man, you know he's out there." Uh-uh. Bards called. Bards called timeout with eleven seconds to go in the game to air those to air that crew out. And I was told after the game he was still so incensed because if you remember, that's when he went to the post game. See, we're learning something about Barnes I didn't realize, which is there's some of that Texas Texas A&M hangover with him, some of that hatred, which I kind of have time for, by the way. I think that's a good thing about sport. Um, and and he is uh, dragging all that into the quest for 800. But he said after the game, why are they chanting overrated at our team? They just got a great win. Generally, he never says anything about the crowd. So you're telling me that this goes back to the Texas days, his dislike of that crowd. That's good to know that Barnes is kind of human. I kind of like this. And by the way, I didn't finish. You go ahead. Yeah. I kind of took it as good natured. Uh, But, you know, a lot of us here talked about how – um, how ridiculous it is to do the under uh, or the overrated ch- chant. You know, uh, that quite frankly, they should have been. Of course, the last three games would have uh, nullified that, but they, but they should have been um, boosting their own team by chanting underrated about their team because their team played great. Yep. I'm talking about the Aggies. Excellent, they were uh, excellent. It's a really good team. Yes. And then they come out with the overrated shirt. Well, yeah, everybody does that. Well, A&M and their fans typically like to say, you know, we're different. And in a lot of cases, they are. But uh, not in that situation. They were just lemmings doing what everybody else does uh, when you win a big game. Instead of, uh, and quite frankly, I'm one, I guess I'm that old codger that thinks, uh, you know, if you're doing the overrated cheer, you're diminishing what your own team accomplished. So I personally agreed with uh, Rick on, uh, in that instance. Here's the thing that really got me, though. So we had found out what he had said behind the scenes about bumping into the coach. 
couple nights later, he goes on his post-game show, Vol Calls, which is about the most innocuous, innocent forum to ever put something like that on the air. When I say this thing is an innocent forum, I mean, it is it is hardly ever, I mean, no offense, but it, it's just one of those kind of stayed um, uh, coaches shows where, you know, nothing happens. Barnes goes on there and okay. says, hey, look, I told our kids, next time we play them, he comes on the floor once you bump bumping into him. Now, for him, a, a couple nights later, to say that out loud tells me that that A&M thing, that stays with him. Now, I want your thoughts on that. And if you think the coach at A&M obviously has heard that, will he modify his behavior Saturday night in light of that, in your opinion? Yeah, I don't know. I think he might try to be more aware uh, because I don't think he goes out there, you know, I don't think he plans it. Hey, I'm going to go out there and try to interrupt the game. I think Buzz is just a guy that gets out of control sometimes. I, again, I don't think it's a it's a planned deal where he says, okay, at this, hey, the, the game's going this way. I need to stop here, so I'm just going to step out on the court. He he was out on the court last game against Arkansas, but the ball was on the other end. But he was still like three steps out there. But the officials were watching the play, so they didn't see it. Unlike in Tennessee, where the yeah, the official, everybody could run into him. Um, uh, I just don't think that it's, that it's uh, premeditated. I think he just gets overly excited and, and, and kind of goes crazy. But with it being brought out like that, like I'm sure it's going to get back to him what uh, Rick said, if he said that, then, and I, I assume he did because you say so, that he will be uh, aware of that and, and you know, maybe – on the surface, that man, I got to be careful about this. But game, especially if it's a decent game, and it may not be, but if it is, who knows? You know, he's gonna he gets he's an emotional, uh, just I don't want to use the word crazy. That's negative connotation, but uh, just just overly emotional coach sometimes, and he might do it again without, like I said, without planning to. It's just kind of who he is. I'm for it. I want him six feet out on the floor Saturday night. I am for. I hope he loses his mind. Uh, Jimmy Pierce, Jimmy Pearsall style back in the day for the young kids. Look it up. Let me uh, let me bring John Adams in here. Without further ado, of my Knoxville News Sentinel, I got two veterans here uh, that are going to interact. This is unbelievable. This is electrifying stuff here on your Basilio show on a Thursday. As Olin Buchanan joining, texagsags.com. Easy for me to say, texagsags.com. John Adams, jump in here with Olin, who's nice enough to join us. Yeah, Olin, I loved your uh, stripper line in relation to Texas. Uh, it reminded me that I've known a couple of sports writers who, who married strippers. One of them was engaged to somebody else at the time and uh, got uh, enthralled with a stripper and moved on. None of those, this might shock you, but none of those relationships worked out well. Uh, I know that. Yeah, I want to say that, uh, that comparison, uh, it's not on, uh, it's not from personal experience. It's just, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, <laughs> No, I, I never took it that way. Yeah. My, 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 my wife told me to clarify. And by the way, the line was again, because Texas is getting ready to join the league, and we see Texas as this. 
flashy item, and you say it comes with a uh, um, it comes with a warning. And go ahead, what's in the fine print when yeah. you start dealing with Texas? Go ahead. I said, you know, uh, it's like Mary's stripper because it, you know, on the surface it looks hot and sexy, but then you start uh, eventually you find out about all the baggage and all the drama. And, you know, on the hot, crazy scale, it probably doesn't work out in your favor. Pet monkey. Hot, crazy <laughs> scale. Owen, what about, uh, I know a lot, of, I got some friends in Texas, Texas A&M fans, Texas fans. I'm from Louisiana originally. Uh, what do you, uh, what, what is? what do the Aggies think about Texas coming into this SEC? How, how are... How are Aggies uh, handling that? Oh, they're kind of fine. I think um, they didn't want uh, Texas in for a couple reasons. Uh, number one, you know, you like the idea of being the only uh, SEC team in, in in Texas, and you could use that as a recruiting tool. You know, uh, sure. hey, do you uh, do you want to play with the against the best in the in the country? Well, you know, you can do that and be in and, and stay home. And playing the best, or do you want to play in the Big Twelve? You know, a watered down league with two teams. You know, so you had that going for you. I don't know if they uh, always took advantage of that, uh, even though they did recruit pretty well. Uh, and then when Texas gets in, you know, so you lose that. And then I think one of the other big reasons that they didn't want to uh, have Texas in is because Texas wanted it, uh, <laughs> and so it's yeah. like, oh yeah, you want this? Well, then the hell with you. Um, so, uh, and, 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 you know, Texas for the last 10 years through the media has been trying, uh, here in, in the state has been trying to force A&M to play them, uh, in a non-conference game and A&M saying, you know, we've moved on. Uh, in fact, it was actually Texas that ended the series when DeLoss Dodd said they're not going to play, uh, the then Texas athletic said, well, they're going to play A&M. That's a conference game. And then A&M started playing, uh, Clemson. UCLA, uh, Notre Dame this year in non-conference. Hey, we kind of like this instead of just driving 90 miles to Texas. And again, they want it. So, so we don't because you want it. But now that they're in, okay, we understand, didn't like it, uh, kind of got backstabbed by the SEC and told us that they would, uh, we'd always be the, the only team here. Okay. That's how it's going to be fine. Now let's, uh, get together and, uh, Get ready to play them and, you know, beat their ass. <laughs> so uh, you think uh, they they don't trust the SEC as much as they once did? I, I think they don't trust Greg Sankey the same way they trusted uh, Mike Slive. It was a gentleman's Ooh. agreement with uh, Mike Slive, and, and the Aggies have got to learn, and, I, and they do a good job, I think, of starting to learn some lessons of uh, gentlemen's agreement. Uh, they're nice, but they need to be put in writing. And, uh, you know, Greg Sankey was not beholden to Mike Fly's agreement. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, they, they do find it interesting that they never ended up in the SEC or, you know, Clemson, you know, the, the old, the old guard of the SEC teams that had interstate rivals, uh, in state in-state rivals didn't have to worry about their team, you know, their rival getting in, but, uh, but it's all good. A and N, Hey, it's how it is. They're going to look forward to playing Texas. I think there's a lot of people, 
uh, a lot of Aggies that missed the game uh, and wanted it to come back, but was fine not playing because, again, because Texas wanted it so bad. I think that had as much to do with it as anything is that Texas wanted the game so bad, it was, uh, it, for lack of a better word, it was fun for Aggies to, oh, dude, uh, look, we got divorced. We're not going to date you. <laughs> as we're. <laughs> This they, guy did, is they, like, divorced, they divorced a stripper. Let me, they let don't me, want to date her. Let me, let me ask you something, Olin. <laughs> they learned. Olin, you were on yeah. both sides of this. So you're in the A&M. You're covering A&M, but you've also been on the Texas side. You covered them for many, many years. And and the the, the 12-team playoff was just modified the other day. And they're still having these conversations. You know, in the SEC and the uh, Big Ten, they want, uh, I don't know what they want, concessions. They're going to break off and start their own deal. I don't know why they just don't go ahead and do it. But at, at any rate. Those t- take us inside the mind of a Texas fan, okay? They're getting ready to jump into the league. In their minds, out of 10 years, 12-team playoff format, which is seven at-large spots with a conference champion, how many times in the minds of those people in a 10-year period do they think they should make a college football playoff? Because in this league, the answer is really high for a lot of programs and there are going to be a lot of programs firing a lot of coaches because they're not going to live up to what are unrealistic standards. Let's start with Texas, and then I'm going to ask you about A&M. The Texas fan thinks they should make the playoff how many times out of ten? Ten. Ten. I'm telling you, ten out of ten. Texas fans, uh, when they were when they were struggling under Charlie Strong, they thought they should <laughs> they should be in it, ten. They, Texas. Uh, is a program that is very proud, but they, they're like, Hey, you know, we're Texas. It doesn't matter, um, what, you know, the, the amount of starters are coming back or who has this or whatever. We should be in the playoff. And even, um, uh, and, and quite frankly, a lot of times the national media plays into that and boosts them. Like I can still remember Joe Tessator when they beat a bad Notre Dame team saying, Texas is back. Um, <laughs> do you remember that? No, but that Tessator guy, I mean, good gosh, Joe. And I love Italians everywhere, and I'm sure you do as well. Give me a break, Joe. Calm down. Good night. But you, you make a so, – so they're 10 out of 10. All right, let's go to A&M. A&M yeah. fans look at the landscape. They kind of know their history. They sort of laugh about their history of how they all, they're like the Phillies, you know, my Phillies. They always find a way to kind of bungle it. Out of 10 spot, out of 10 years, what are the, what's that fan base thinking? We should get to the playoff how many times? 10. Because <laughs> they're, 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 they're uh, proud and, and, and frustrated and uh, 10, but they'd probably take two, but they feel like they should be there. That's 10. a great and you know line. What? <laughs> And you know what? Here's the deal. Um, we should be, uh, as well as Texas. There is so much talent in our state, and they have the money and the resources. Every advantage a coach could ask for, Texas and Texas A&M provides. There is no, there is no, there's no element to winning that a college football coach needs that Texas and Texas A&M doesn't provide. Uh, Maybe, uh, you know, self-awareness, but you, A&M can't 
provide self-awareness to Jimbo Fisher. They could give him everything else. Oh, he was so but bad. he has to have self-awareness, which he had none. Uh, so, uh, but, yeah, I think uh, with their history, A&M would say, hey, man, we should be in a uh, – and I think they should demand it, just like LSU demands it. You think LSU would, would say – uh, that they should be in less than 10 times out of 10 or 9 times out of 10. John, John, 8 times out of 10. John Adams, your thoughts? Oh, and you talk about Texas, Texas A&M. Uh, having covered both of those programs, you know you know quite a bit about Oklahoma, which I kind of look at as Oklahoma as being in North Texas. What do you think expectations are for Oklahoma fans? Because Oklahoma hadn't won a national championship since way back when, when Josh Heupel was a quarterback. Wow. What do you think about right. Oklahoma fans' expectations coming into the league? I think uh, that, you know, I don't, I'm not around them as much, right? Uh, I know a few here and there, and quite frankly, I think Oklahoma fans, they expect to be championship contenders right away. Now, I think that's being somewhat delusional. Um, and here's what I tell, like, my Texas friends mm-hmm. um, that, believe it or not, I have some. And uh, I would tell the Oklahoma guys, here's what they don't get. Um, that game for Oklahoma, I don't know their schedule as well, so I'll just like to I'll say Texas. That game that Texas plays last year against Houston where they got a favorable call uh, to pull that one out or that they were in the fourth quarter tied with Wyoming or Kansas State is at the uh, – four-yard line, uh, you know, trying to win. And those games, when you're not playing at peak level, you can escape in the SEC. I'm I'm sorry, in the Big 12. Those are losses in the SEC, and that's what they're going to have to to learn. Uh, So, uh, because, you know, you play a bad game against, well, maybe not lately Kansas and or maybe uh, Texas Tech or somebody like West Virginia, and you you know you can you can overcome it. But you know you go over to uh, Ole Miss on a bad day or Tennessee on a bad day, or you know you probably anybody but Vanderbilt on a bad day, and you're coming home with a loss, and that's not necessarily the case in the Big Twelve. That's such an interesting point, John. The the and, and you guys can both speak to this. The people at LSU under this twelve team deal now. Because we're talking about Tennessee fan expectations, you know, for the uh, for for getting to a playoff. Because this is what's going to get coaches hired and fired. This is what's going to fill stadiums. This is what's going to make my job my job. Uh, it's what's going to drive the engine uh, for Olin, for John Adams, for all of us. I mean, this this conversation around this football playoff deal and the expectations. And obviously, everybody in the league has crazy expectations. It's part of the deal. It's why these guys make all the money. What would, what would an LSU fan expectation be, John, for getting to the playoff? 12-team playoff, oh, seven ex- at largest. The, ex- the expectations would be every year. They would expect to go but, 10 for 10, no doubt about it. But what's real? Okay, now let's go around the room. Realistic for Texas, uh, Olin. You you know the Texas program. You know this league. You just said there are no off weeks in this league outside of Vanderbilt. What's and they're going to go to a nine nine game schedule sooner than later because the Chris Del Conte had to say that because he's from you warned us because he's from Texas. He had to let it out a couple weeks ago. I'm sure the commissioner was really happy about that. But um, it, 
what is a realistic expectation do you feel like for Texas to get to a playoff? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to disrespect Texas. I think that uh, over ten years, you know, you could probably feel like that you have a a reasonable, reasonably good chance to make the playoff three or four times. You know, there's going to be some years that uh, you're you're good. I mean, there's a lot of good football players in our state, and they have a lot of money to bring them in. Um, so I think they can have, you know, three or four years. I think that's reasonable, and I think that's reasonable for A&M uh, if they ever um, get it together. And I think they're trending. Uh, they're winning the offseason for whatever that's worth under Mike Elko. But, um, you know, I mean, there's not many Alabamas. Uh, and with Nick Saban gone, maybe that's going to stop. And uh, but I look at Texas the way I'm going to look at uh, you know had there been a, a, a had had uh, the quarterback I'm sorry I'm blanking Hooker got not gotten hurt Tennessee's probably in the playoff last year uh, I think you know had he got not gotten hurt he, he would have been uh, they definitely would have been in in a 12 team playoff so uh, there's just so many good teams so many good programs that I don't know that you can say, yeah, we're going to be in every year, but I think, you know, every three years, I think it's uh, reasonable to say that, that that Texas or Texas A&M or LSU, you know, all those programs. Now, Georgia might be able to say every year, and we'd probably say, yeah, probably they will uh, in 12 teams. But um, it's just it, it's just so hard in the SEC because be really so hard. many teams are good. It's going to be really hard. And the teams are going to get better and better, too. That's a thing about yeah. it. Now, they're going to have four and five teams probably in the SEC every year. And Georgia's probably going to be one of them. And Alabama, Alabama will be one of them. Alabama will probably be one. Yeah. But everybody else, it might change uh, here and there. And, and you were talking about demands. Remember, the the SEC is the, is the conference that fires national championship coaches, not hires them. Y'all know that in Tennessee better than anybody. I mean, Phil Fulmer got fired, and, you know, uh, what Gene Chizik got fired, and uh, Ed Orgeron got fired. You win a national championship. That's not good enough. So uh, there's a lot of pressure to be good, and so you better do everything, in, 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 you know, within, uh, within quote, the, the rules. There are none right now uh, to be successful, and everybody will. Here's uh, Tony. I think it's going to be much higher than that uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, I would think Texas should make the playoff seven out of ten years. Here's why: Whoa. NIL money will keep getting becoming more and more of a factor. There's no doubt about that. And Texas is not short on cash. Uh, LSU, same way, uh, has a lot of NIL money. Uh, they're spending it down there. Uh, I also think. I think this 12-team playoff deal is temp- very temporary. I think in a couple of years it will be 16-team uh, team playoff. I also think, and you, you referenced it earlier, Tony, when you said about the Big Ten and SEC are kind of angling toward this super conference. I think what they're angling for is a super conference without calling it a super conference. I think what they would like to see, if you go to a 16-team playoff, they would like to see the commissioner of the Big Ten, the commissioner of the SEC, would like to see all at-large bids, no automatic qualifiers. You pick the 16 top teams, 
regardless of conference, because then the Big Ten and SEC will be even more dominant. In that scenario, they're going to have, uh, they could have 12 teams. So I think expectations for the playoffs should be, for be very high for all these, uh, all the teams that can spend the money and have the resources. Olin's pointed that out with, with Texas and Texas A&M. I don't think, I don't know why, but LSU uh, doesn't seem short of money money either. I know it doesn't have Texas-like resources, but it doesn't come up empty-handed. And I don't think Oklahoma ever will. I just think Oklahoma will always have the resources. So, yeah, I it's think gonna these be wild. teams. Yeah. What? It's going to be wild to see this because the truth is, and my caution to the whole spending thing is that Olin knows this more than anybody. Just because you spend money doesn't mean you win. No, not you at know, all. Jimbo Fisher spent that money on that. You still have to manage that roster. You still have to manage those egos. You still have to make it fit. You still have to make it work. Um, and uh, 7 out of 10 seems seems uh, high to me. But Olin, on the way out, and I really appreciate your time. You're, you're always compelling. This Johnny Manziel story. As we're visiting on the TLD Logistics hotline, <laughs> online, tldlogistics.com. Olin gets a chuckle when I say Johnny Manziel's name. But when he played, he was so fun. And Johnny football was a thing. And he was so great for college football. And obviously, uh, Jimmy Haslam, who ran Tennessee's football program into the ground and now has is one of the worst owners in the NFL, but recently has gotten out of the way in Cleveland enough that they at least got a cup of coffee in the playoffs before getting blown out. No offense. Um, but he, he drafted him. He said that a homeless person told him to take him. on That was his account, not mine, uh, in pure Jimmy Haslam fashion. Um, Olin, the, the story that he's, for some reason, gone on a podcast and said is that in 2011, they offered my dad $3 million. You know, everybody has a bag man. Florida has a bag man. Alabama has a whoever he talked about. All these schools have bag men. Um, first of all, Olin, nobody's ever approached me with a bag, and if they did, I'm out of here. So I just want to say that to my to the living listener. What do you make of Johnny Manziel sharing that little anecdote that they put together a three million dollar deal to get him back? Do you buy it? Well, well I thought no, I thought I heard it the other way. I thought I heard it. Now you tell me if I'm wrong, but right. I thought I heard it where. He said his dad approached A&M and said, hey, if you can come up with a 2 or $3 million deal, he'll stay. Oh, okay. And A&M said, no, we're not going to play that game. Mm. Now, I have to go back and, and double-check that. But okay. I, I thought that was the way that came up. Oh, I, I must have misread uh, that. Because, um, which, look, A&M could come up with $3 million. We know that. They, yes. They put... Six hundred spent six hundred thousand on grass for the stadium, um, but that's the way I heard that. And, oh, uh, so it was his father. You know, okay, I'm sorry. Well, again, if if the what because I personally did not have not listened to it yeah. yet, but I was told by like my radio co-host that and other so. Um, maybe I'm not the best guy to uh, ask him. No, that, no and Matt Dix and I did misread that, right? Is that what you're telling Matt? Just put up on the screen. Did I misread that, Matt? Yeah, yeah. His dad had kind of brokered the the three million dollar deal, which which let's which be honest, he would have been all. worth every penny and a lot more. 
But but that doesn't surprise. Yeah, he would have gotten that would have been front pocket money uh, if there been NIL. But uh, tell but me this though, did he family? Didn't he come from a wealthy family, and why would he be out there telling on his father? That's kind of an odd thing, isn't I, it? Well, they, they had some. I don't know if they're still estranged, but they had some strained uh, mm. relationships when Johnny was going through some of the stuff. Listen, early in my career, I was working at the newspaper in Tyler, Texas, where the Manzels family is from. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. Even then, this would have been in the late 80s, uh, people in Tyler used to say, there's money and there's Manzel money. So um, they always had money, and I guess they felt like, hey, you know, we know how to do deals and try to get the best situation and just threw it out there, uh, seeing if uh, A&M would buy it. And said, okay, then we'll go to the draft. And the sad thing is, had Johnny stayed in school, it probably would have been better for him in no, the long run. No doubt. And it definitely would have been better for the Cleveland Browns. Anybody that stays away from the Cleveland Browns, it's better for you in the long run. You know? It's uh, kind of like your old yeah, adage about... <laughs> Look, that lady that's dancing on Friday night on that stage, I know she looks really pretty. Looks really alluring. Yeah. But I don't know that I'd make the plunge there. Yeah. Fella. Just wait till she starts. Just wait till till that till that lady starts asking for 15-yard penalties for people doing a horns down. <laughs> hey, on. plug your uh, all the, all the stuff you do, man. Can we hear your uh, show online? Plug it. Uh, yeah, you know, we're at texags.com. You just go on texags, and uh, I do it so I don't do it, so I have to look. You go to texags, just uh, click the live button, and you can uh, listen to our oh, show. I'm on my. 8 to 9 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you can, we'd appreciate it if you give us a, a checkout on, you know, we do writing, podcasts, all kinds of things on texags. So it's just an abbreviated version of Texas Aggies. Texags.com. You can follow us on Twitter at that same handle. You can follow me on Twitter, Twitter at my name, Olin Buchanan. I don't hide behind any pseudonym. Why would you? At this point, you're kind of the man, you know? I'm so old, I, it doesn't matter. I really can't get in any trouble now. I love, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love the fact that uh, it's awesome. Age, uh, age has its benefits. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Great talking to you. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, hey by the hey, by the way, what do the Ags do Saturday night? They they gonna get a dub? They gonna stop? They gonna reverse the curse the way they've been playing lately? I, you know, I have to go by the way they're playing, the way they've been on the road, and I would, I would probably, uh, I would probably take um, Tennessee if I had to, if I had to bet. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. You bet. The weirdest thing in the world, guys is this whole college basketball experience, John Adams, and how hard it is to win on the road. Tennessee basketball looked like a mediocre basketball team struggling around, slogging around with that Missouri team the other night. It's the weirdest thing. What a strange sport that is. Just a strange sport. Yeah, I was watching that game in the first half thinking it was a second-round NCAA tournament game. Uh, But but you're right, and I don't know. I don't know about environment and stuff, but yeah, shooting kind of comes and goes. Yep. And when you're in a familiar background, I mean, you're just, it's just easier to shoot. I mean, everything, the background's the same. Uh, you shoot there and, and uh, you feel very comfortable. It's easy for your shot to get off a tad. And I, that's more like to, likely to happen 
on the road. You're also not likely to be uh, heckled by a football coach uh, when you're playing at home. That probably won't happen. You know what I heard? He did, because somebody asked me when did it happen. He was heckling in the second half when they took the lead, Matt. This is my favorite part of the story. When Dalton Connect, I found this out yesterday. When Dalton Connect had his little run, whatever that was, that 14-2 spurt, he got up and left. He, he didn't stick around to see his handiwork um, come to fruition. So apparently he uh, he, he aggravated he our face team. The music. No, he wasn't going to face the music that he likes music so much. Uh, hey, Dixon, quick question for you. Both teams that were on the road last night probably should have won those games. Kentucky should have won that LSU game. That LSU team never quits. And Alabama was extremely fortunate to survive Florida last night. This golden guy has Florida playing at a really high level. Neither team defends. That was a wild, I don't know if you all watched that, that was a wild basketball game last night at Alabama. A wild scene and a wild game. Both road teams should have won, but nobody wins on the road. I mean, Illinois has a nice team. They went to a Penn State team kind of playing out the string, and they went to Rec Hall last night. That little gym they play in there, instead of the Joyce Center, they played like a turn the clock back game last night, and they got they lost a twelve like no a ten point lead in the last three and a half minutes. It's so hard to win on the road. It's hardest to win on the road. The the home field advantage, home court rather, matters more in men's college basketball than any other sport, college or pro. And I'll tell you something else that's baked into that because I was watching the. the Florida game with Y last night, and guys are we were got on a, on the phone together, and guys are getting shoved from behind from Florida down the stretch. No call. There's a guy from Alabama goes over the back, tips the ball back out for to keep a ball alive, keep play alive. Those are all called in a couple weeks when Alabama goes to Florida. All called. Matt, why why do they officiate the game so differently in somebody else's gym? I mean, what even is that? So strange. I, I just, I just think the officials get rattled by the crowd, and they get affected by the crowd, just like the road teams do. Because ref constant yeah. heckling and, and, yeah. and you know from fans who are really close to the court in a lot of these gyms, I, I just think that that gets to officials a lot of times. Well, but well, the, yeah. Alabama had that guy that literally elbowed the Florida guy in the back of the head. Yes. And that comes after he had stepped on the guy from Auburn yes. like a week ago. And they've not even been a foul call. No call. The guy should be suspended. No call. That dude's totally out wrong of control. Place, wrong time. And then the freshman last night from Alabama, he spiked the ball back to keep a play alive in overtime. Went over two guys' backs. Spiked the ball back to one of their guards who made a play and hit a shot. I mean... I, Look, it's hour two. We're going to get some calls in on the other side. 865-200-5402. That guest is great. John Adams is presented by the great Jennifer Morris. Springtime, this weather, you can feel it. It's coming. The spring market is going to be popping and happening and going and blowing, and you do not want to wait. Jennifer Morris at Keller Williams knows that this is a arduous, at times trying, at times frustrating process. She wants you to leave the heavy lifting to her uh, at Keller Williams. 
nextmovesmokymountains.com, nextmovesmokymountains.com. If you're getting in the market as a buyer or a seller, an hour two is here. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. Fantastic Estate Sale in Columbia, home of the late Robert McKay, whose father founded this great radio station. Home features many fantastic furnishings, ephemera, antique firearms, too many great things. Come see for yourself. Friday through Sunday, Deerfield Drive in the Sunnyside Subdivision. Follow the above and beyond signs. Call 615-585-5299. Ask for Christy for more information. Doors open Friday 9 to 4 p.m. Saturdays 9 to 2. See you there. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony B. holding it down on a Thursday with you. Matt Dixon, Brian Hartman, great John Adams on a Thursday. We just had a tremendous guest, a lot of fun with him. A&M's in town over the weekend, and uh, you know what? It's beginning to look a lot like Marseille everywhere we go. And I'm getting that old feeling, Allison Krauss, because when March rolls around, we get that old feeling. And we'll soon be watch partying. The Vols will be in the first couple rounds, probably over there in Charlotte. Charlotte, are you excited? Get excited. John Adams, you had a question you wanted to bring up for the living listener, and then we will, uh, shall we say, uh, pivot off of that. And for those of you who play golf, I used to have a reverse pivot, which is why I no longer complain. I no longer play non-competitive golf, but I had one of the great reverse pivots in all the world. Uh, John Adams, you had a thought. Go ahead. Yeah, why don't you save those reverse pivots? stories for you know maybe the summertime when we don't have as much going on no doubt about it okay uh yeah i was just wondering aloud about uh i watch sec basketball i really don't watch much basketball elsewhere during the regular season but i was thinking you know tennessee's one of the top teams i need to check out some of the top teams so i watched watch a half of duke last night so i'm wondering who do you guys look at? I know we don't have a bracket. I, I, I don't go for those pseudo brackets this time of year. So who do you think your top four teams are? Who do you think are teams that can win a national championship? Obviously, UConn. But who else do you guys look at? I, I said a couple names, and Matt was shooting them down. Matt's in postgame mode, which I love. I, I tell you this. And I want to get, I want to answer your question with just a few, just an op, just a. This UConn team, right, makes no sense because 
and this is what's happening with the tournament right now in the last several years, what happens in the regular season is incongruent a lot of times with what goes on when you get to that postseason. And that's what makes the thing so hard to figure out. If, John, you covered sports for a long time, if there was justice, right, how many Final Fours would Rick Barnes have been to since his time in Knoxville? He's now in his, what, ninth season? Wouldn't he have been to a couple if there's some justice he here? I thought he, yeah, I actually thought he would have made a couple. Okay. I, I thought last year, Tennessee, it would have beat Duke. I thought it was yeah. rolling to the Final Four. Yeah. Uh, I've thought that before when he had Grant Williams and those guys. Yeah. So he's had what you would look at and you think of during the regular season, you think. That's a Final Four team. So, so all, really don't, yeah. all, we don't know what a Final Four team is. All politics are local. I don't think anybody knows what a Final Four team is. Somebody gave me a stat yesterday. It's Hoosier Val Ryan, and I wrote it down. But then I did deep dive into it. UConn, in the last 10 years of college basketball, we're talking about winning games on the road. They're, they've played 21, John, 21 uh, games against... Uh, top 10 teams on the road, 21. What do you think the record is in the last 10 years? Um, I don't know, uh, 11 and 10? 0 and 21. They've won two national championships during that time period. <laughs> so... So, so let's go. Let's keep. Let's keep. Keep going here. They won a national championship with Kevin Ollie as their head coach, who they couldn't fire. They couldn't get him out of there quickly enough. It was just the luckiest thing in the world. The ball just kept going in. They got through an early round game with him as head coach, and they just kept winning. It's like the anti Barnes. Well, he he had those two guards that just played lights out and carried them. But in Napier, and I think it was Jeremy Lamb. But it gets better than that. In the last 10 years. And that's all you need sometimes. In the last 10 years, okay? Last 10 years. UConn has 16 NCAA tournament wins. Tennessee has 10. Tennessee only has six less NCAA tournament wins to them. UConn has made the NCAA tournament five times in the last 10 years. Brian, how many times have the Vols made it? They made it in the last 10 years. They, let's see. UConn's been I there five times. Be, I think this will be six. I think it's six. That's insane. Okay, ready for that? I'm going to give you another one. I'm going to give you another one. UConn has made the Sweet 16 twice, and they won it all twice. In their other appearances, they go home. It is the most random, odd, ridiculous sport. It's no wonder they get the crowds they get. Because when the ball tips up, you literally, how about this? In 2022, UConn lost in the tournament as a five seed to number 12 New Mexico State. In 2021, they lost as a seven seed to number 10 Maryland. And then Chris Jans got the Mississippi State job after that. In 2016, they won in the opening round. All the other times, they went over, other than their two national championships. And so, John, I answer your question to say to you, 
that the Vols, when they when when that UConn team gets to the Sweet Sixteen, okay, they are seven and one. Do you know what Tennessee's record is during that same time period? One and six. How? Kevin Ollie? Listen, Rick Barnes has to be sitting there going, what did I do? Okay, yeah, I'm rich and famous, but I'm the butt of all the jokes. They call me Mr. March on the air, and rightfully so. Kevin Ollie? Kevin Ollie. Last year they lost to Florida Atlantic. Sister Jean. Jim Laranega has taken, who's another veteran coach, has taken Miami there. Has taken George Mason there in this century. I mean, think about just what we're about to see. And so the football regular season in college, I know what I'm looking at. You know what you're looking at. Now, we were all surprised. Some people were. I picked Michigan. Some people were surprised that Michigan won it. But at least we get a sense of what we're looking at. I'm going to read this one more time. UConn is 0-21 versus top 10 teams on the road in the last 10 years. Now, John, you've been around a while. Does that make any sense? Like, the stuff I just gave you, does that make any, does that make any sense? They get in and they get on a roll and they win it. What makes even less sense to me is how UConn can recruit enough talented players to that place to win a couple of national championships. Stores, Connecticut. Oh. I mean, it, it makes Starkville, Mississippi look like a happening metro area. I mean, Stores is out in the middle of nowhere. Like an hour and a half from New York City? How, how far away is that from NYC? Boston's not far away, and Hartford's a pretty big place. Well, but Hartford, I mean... Northeast, Northeastern Corridor. Yeah, I mean, I've made that drive a few times covering, covering women's basket, Tennessee, Connecticut games when they were both in the running for national titles. And that is a really bleak drive in, in late January where there's just a dirty snow on the ground. Awful. I uh, see a lot of cow pastures. Awful. I mean, I could... I mean, you talk about rural America between Hartford and... I don't yeah. know, what's that distance? 60 miles? Uh, And what would be appealing for a kid, John, when they could come to the South, right, and be in warm weather, go down to one of the Florida schools and be in warm weather all the time, why would you want to be in a place, like Anthony was talking about when he went to Penn, you know, and was up there, where it gets dark at 3.30 in the afternoon, (laughs) and it's freezing. He said, you want to talk about depressing. It's dark at 3.30 in the afternoon, and there's a cold wind blowing on you all the time no offense to the northeast if i was a young kid and i was talented there's no way i'd play at yukon i mean there's just unless i grew up there and had family there and all my family was there and you couldn't pay me enough to do that to your point yeah and when gino retires there i think that women's basketball program will fall off the map kind of like we have even further, maybe. Wow. I, I, there's just no, I just don't know why you would go there. You go there and play for that great tradition, but the tradition is Gino, just as her tradition in Tennessee was Pat Summit. So yeah. they'll, they'll yeah. look in the books one day. They'll be the mighty Gino Max Adam. from Immaculata College. 
there. <laughs> Kathy Rush and the Mighty Max of Maculata College. Yeah. Let's go to I, I think so. I mean, but how, I mean, why do, if you're top four or five star basketball recruit, what would attract you to stores Connecticut? I, I don't understand it. Hey, hey uh, Matt Dixon, explain this to me. How can they be seven and one in the Sweet Sixteen, and we're one and six in the Sweet Sixteen? Explain that to me. Under several coaches, Matt, that's several coaches for them. We pick on Rick Barnes here. That's Bozo the Clown coaches. They've had some Bozos that have won there. Kevin Ollie, chief among them. No offense to him. And this Hurley guy's half nuts. That coaches them now. Explain this to me, Matt. I'll inquiring minds want answer. No, I, I, it's just something in the the program's DNA that they have found a, found a what's kind of ingrained that they they play you know bas- a, a style of play that that wins in March when they have the right pieces. So no, it, it, you can't really explain it. But, so they're they're the ultimate it's... outliers because even their title teams. I think one of them was like a seven seed. That's exactly right. Um, the one, I mean, the one last, I think they were a four seed last year, but they were like a top, like six or eight Ken Pump team entering the tournament. So, but no, they're, they've been the ultimate outlier. Um, because I think they've won, it's three national titles in the last like 12 or 14 years. What year and, was it? Because I picked, I filled out a bracket in two minutes and, I picked UConn to win it. Was when they had uh, what was his name? Kalimba Edwards. Is that Love right? Kalimba. Great Walker. African instruments. Kalim- Kalimba is a great African instrument. Okay, yeah. Kalimba's a great jam. One of those kids they had on that team. Actually, they got a kid from the Atlanta area to go up there play. Moore. That was well, that Moore kid. But but see, you talk about I mean, style. The got a player too. You talk about style of play, but see, as Tony points out. They've won with different coaches. And Jim Calhoun was there a long time and yep. he had success. But I just it it's kind of really hard to figure out. And when you look at last year, I mean when those teams got to the final four, it was like UConn owned that thing. It was like a bunch of Cinderellas and, and UConn and UConn was clearly the better team. Matt Dixon, let's go through this. John Adams asked a question, then we'll go to the phones. He wants, he's got questions, he's got answers. And then we'll go to our TLD Logistics phone line. Who can win it? Who can win the whole thing right now? And I'm going to ask uh, Ali Zen in the third hour who she would uh, make a bet on. If you could make a futures bet on somebody right now, who would you put a futures bet on? But you've got Houston Purdue, Kinetic. I'm going to read the top five of Ken Palm. Houston, Purdue, Connecticut, Arizona, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, Duke, Iowa State, North Carolina. Matt, who from that group are you buying? Because you were poo-pooing everybody a few minutes ago off the air. Uh, I'd, I'd buy uh, UConn. Uh, I guess Houston, but that is kind of... You hate them. Because they don't score I just, enough. I just don't you, think they score. They just don't score enough. They have. They're like Tennessee. They have too many offensive. You know, just they do the know. seven minute disappear thing, which doesn't yeah. work in the tournament. And they, and they just they play so physical that you get one one game with a with a whistle happy crew, and you got three guys in foul trouble in the first half. Yep. Yep. Um, but like Purdue, Purdue, I'd sell Arizona. I'd sell 
Alabama, I'd sell because they just don't defend. Um, the North Car- I, I kind of like North Carolina. I know they've kind of they're kind of coasting, but they were really good that first month and a half when they were locked in. Um, so, and surprisingly, even though I don't really buy it, Auburn matches a lot of the the metrics to to cut the nets down. You guys know that since they had that final four year, he's done absolutely nothing in the tournament. Nothing. Like a one and done king, basically. Go look at it. The that number surprises me. Brian, I think of him as a good tournament coach. I know. Totally overrated from that perspective. He he made the one final four, and then he has done. Brian, what's their what's their how many NCAA tournament wins since their final four has he had? I I one? think they've won one one game and been beat in the second round. I think they've won tw- twice. They've won two games, got in the second round, got beat both times. He had, had, had second round, and one year he had two first round draft picks on his club. That that's, was the team that I thought could make the final yeah, four. That's an inconvenient truth, and I love and I love BP. He's my guy. I love Let's him. See. I'm for him, not against him. Tony, what, what sounds like it? What uh, what Matt points what Matt points out though when he starts dismissing all this team these teams, what that tells us is there's no superpower out there, and you know what that means? They're gonna, it's going to be like last year. They're going to be all these upsets because Matt just went down a list yeah. of top rated teams. And, and I brought up Duke because I just happened to watch Duke last night against Miami. I think it's 21-5 and five or something. And Duke looked really good against a mediocre Miami team. But you guys just quickly dismiss them. They, you dismiss Auburn. They're not tough I enough. Auburn has yeah. enough scorers. Yeah. Uh, Alabama doesn't play defense. Purdue, look at its history, no, no chance. I haven't seen Arizona. I can't speak to that. Tennessee, because of its history, how could you say Tennessee – could win the national title. And then you say UConn could, but I'm with Matt on Houston. It Even last year, I mean, it makes games look really hard. It makes basketball look really hard when I watch Houston play. It's like, and uh, North Carolina, I'll buy that. And I like Marquette, but I have a, I only watched him one, one time. So what does that mean? I guess what I'm saying is, we really don't have a clue who would be in the Final Four. Absolutely no clue and who's going to be in the Final I'll, Four. I'll make this point about Connecticut. It's awfully hard to repeat. They sort of flew under the radar last year as a four seed. They won't be able to do such this year. But I was talking to somebody the other day at a restaurant. He was saying, UConn, I don't see anybody beating them. They said that about Gonzaga two years ago or three years ago too. So I know, but see, I have Gonzaga flames out every year in the tournament. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. The the thing is about winning it all. Winning it all is winning it all. Getting to a Final Four. I mean, Tennessee had the fourth best odds to win the whole thing uh, like a week and a half or so ago. I haven't checked it uh, update recently, but you know the fact is they're in rare error. If I'm going to bet on somebody though. Don't they have to have a history? Or is that the time to buy somebody when they're just straight up due? I mean, we are the Cubs in 2016 right now. We are so due We need here. Lee to call in. We are so, so due. So due. And Rick Barnes is overdue. 
I know, but Tony, you, you say so do. You say overdue. But it just keeps happening. I know, right. So maybe you look at Purdue. Purdue, I don't think, ever went to a Final Four under Gene Cady. And check out his record. Look, yeah, I won a lot of games. He never, such, I, such a strange deal. We'll go to the phones. Barnes can't even get us to the Elite Eight, which is really weird. Again, John, all things being equal, you just pull Rick Barnes out of it, pull Tennessee out of it. Look at the teams we've put on the floor in the last 10 years. How many Elite Eights should we have been to? Four? Three? Four? I mean, the eight. I'm at not least, talking about the final least four. Three. At, at least, least three. At least. But it's a joke. You say that, and then it just doesn't happen. And Purdue and uh, Tennessee are kindred spirits. It never happens. Not only doesn't it happen, it never happens. But but see, I look at Purdue. I mean, last year, uh, I just saw it in a couple of games, and it highly ranked, and it's got the big guy, so it's good. Not Joe Biden. Uh, so I look at Purdue as really good, but then I watched them in the tournament. And I watched them lose that game, and I'm thinking, how did they win all those games? They just don't look that good. Well, they, they, I'm, I'm convinced that we and them and teams like us feel the history when we walk out on the floor. You can say you don't. Athletes can say they don't. They know the jersey they're wearing. Look, I hate this. I hate to admit this, but they walk out there knowing, oh God, it's happening to us again. They lost to a 16 and a 15 seed. Am I am I wrong, guys? Isn't that what happened to Purdue? Yeah, last two years. Okay, 15, yeah. 16. Okay, and so that's so, very, like, very impressive for that's, me. That's the so, nature. That's the na- and that's the team we lost to in that in that one Sweet 16 with our best team. That's well, very frustrating. Here, here's something that always mystifies me in NCAA tournaments. It's when you have teams that are normally good three-point shooting teams. You see their 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 stats right there in front of you. And then they just go ice cold in an NCAA tournament game. They can't hit a three. Then, conversely, you'll see teams, you look at their stats. Well, they can't beat you from three-point range. You know that. And then they go 10 out of 23. St. Peter's two years ago against Kentucky, they hit everything they threw up. Let's go back to our phones and get our next call in on your Thursday edition. Hi, you're on the air. Tony, what's up? It's Parker. Hey, Parker. Good to talk to you. Yes, sir. I wonder if this AT&T uh, outage is caused by Kentucky boosters because they're trying to get Calipari fired. You know, burning it up last night at Rupp's Rafters, we're, we're going to learn that, there, that the outage – uh happened it began in Middlesboro and spread all over the place it's a good line by you i i could see it i mean R- rups rafters has to be off the hook right now we might need to do a rups recitation coming up here momentarily tony is it too early to start planning for the final four because i'm not gonna lie I, I called my best friend last night and we talked about looking at hotels and uh all the car rentals, all that stuff. Is it too early? Why not? No. Yeah, go ahead. You, you don't not, get charged if you cancel. You just listen. You Tony's just heard been talking about Phoenix since August. You just heard about it. You just heard how do we are, and we have Dalton Connect, and 
You got people like Maury Hanks coming on here last week and saying, hey, look, this is your best shot. Um, uh, and, you know, I do think this is Tennessee's best shot because Dalton connects a pro, a very good pro, a shot-making pro. Uh, unlike a Grant Williams who needed the ball in a certain spot, even though he was a great, and I mean a great player here. Not good, great player. But this guy the other night, Shows you why uh, Tennessee will be a force to be reckoned with in that deal, Rick Barnes notwithstanding. Because when they're on the ropes of Missouri, he hits that 18-footer. He comes alive, and all of a sudden, two, three balls. And all of a sudden, he's making a jump pass down in the paint. Looks like Caitlin Clark or Magic Johnson. And all of a sudden, guess what? That's a W. You walk away winning, going away, like Eli Drinkafifth went away. He ran Eli out of the game. Yes, he did. Out, out the, the gym. gym. Ran him out the gym. What do you think Eli Drinkafist's uh, mile time is? I, I would say it's over 10 minutes. What do you all think? Well, for ZZ, stop to look down at him and say, I I don't know who you are, for I fat ass. It's one of the great lines ever. There's no way. Did he actually say that? He said it right no to his way. face. He said it, He didn't know who he was. That's awesome. He went over to the bench, Parker. No, Parker, he said it. He said it because a a buddy of mine, well, I'm just going to leave it at that. But somebody there saw the thing. He said that when when, uh, ZZ comes at a bench, a couple of the players that saw the exchange say, hey, man, you know that's that's a coach. That's Missouri's coach. And he says, I don't give a blank who he is. That's awesome. Um. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if y'all looked at it since I told you I'm thinking about it, but do y'all know what the get-in price right now for the Final Four is? Uh-uh. Just the most leads get-in? Uh-uh. Think again? Uh-uh. Around $275. 275 to get in? And that's for two games. I don't think that's a bad Hell, price. it's a great deal. A great deal. And if you get those, you could probably always flip them. You could, you could probably flip them. Yeah, especially if, if you get a Duke or North Carolina to make yep. the Final Four. But last year, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> I can you imagine? It, and they, uh, they bought too early, and uh, mm. the prices did the opposite. But yeah, in terms of your, your conversation, who can win it, I obviously think we can, or I wouldn't be talking about going. But I would put UConn up there. I like North Carolina as well. Um, and I, I think a team that a lot of people aren't talking about uh, is Arizona. So I'm curious to see what you all think about them. I'm with Matt on Arizona. I just think their league is so soft and they're so untested. And I find them a little bit of a finesse team. Uh, I think they're going to get shoved around. But again, like John said, you get the right matchups in these games. If they draw some teams that can't score, they'll run by some teams. I'll tell you, teams can be middle of the bracket that you guys aren't going to laugh at here is the Florida Gators to make a little noise in this thing. They're going to be a middle. They're going to go in there in the middle of the bracket, and they're going to go in there under the radar, and they have a history under several coaches of being pretty good in March. I'm not saying they're going to go to the Final Four, but it would not shock me if they get the right draw and they get to a Sweet 16, that that Florida they, team. They've got excellent guard play. Excellent. they got three of them down And there. that's the deal. And they're not bad and up they're front either. they're really well right now. But they don't defend at all. The problem with teams like that, and that's another thing that bothers me about Rick Barnes' teams in the past, the way they defend 
they should be able to function in March and get the multiple Final Fours if there was justice in the world. doesn't make any sense if they can't. It just doesn't make any sense. Tony, I think teams, some, some teams that don't play defense that well during the regular season get really hyped up in the NCAA tournament and raise their game defensively. Ratchet it up, yep. Yeah, that's good point. and that's why, that's why you need somebody like Dalton Connect, and I just think he makes a big difference. Yeah. You need somebody that can make tough, guarded shots from anywhere on the floor. The thing Tennessee can't do is play Connect and Ganey on the floor for long periods of time in March, or they will go home. If they do that, they will go home. They've got to figure out a way to get that Ganey guy. For some reason, they've turned Mayshack into a forward and he belongs in Ganey's spot in the postseason because teams are going to abuse that poor Ganey kid when we get the march. Watch and see. If they leave him out there for 25 minutes, we will not win against top competition. There's just no way. And I'm not picking on the kid, but I'm calling it straight down the middle. I call balls and strikes on here. Anything else I, I for think, us? Yeah, I, just think, I mean, I think we're unstoppable. If, I mean, if Viscovi and Triple J defend and they just hit – any kind of shots like they did last year and, and Dog Connect goes off. I don't yep. see who can beat us other than the big men like, you know, with, with Edie, but I think Purdue's going to collapse like they normally do. Uh, well, yeah, the last thing, Tony, I would say is, uh, you know, whenever we make the Final Four, you need to open up the crisis hotline for the Barnstormers and uh, dance on their ashes. Boom! Go balls! Here's what I won't do, though. I want the Barnstormers on. When we get to the Final Four... We will absolve you of all anything that you said in the past. The Jacardio is not in Indonesia because I'll be so happy for those people. The Phillies, Polly Joe, I don't know. Titans, Bill, who's made a heel turn here recently, I don't know. I had to blow him up last week. Haven't heard from him since. Brian, what did you do to Titans, Bill? You made peace with him, and he became like a heel wrestler. Yeah, he uh, he sort of cycles through who he's kind of uh, sparring with so yeah i guess it's someone else's turn now he sparred with he's that's okay by me he sparred with caitlin clark last year on here let's go back to the phones and get our next call who spars with caitlin clark besides the bayou barbie who got knocked down in the court of law yesterday because guess what barbie's trademarked sweetie see those of you that want to function in the nil space there's such a thing as an ftc you clowns you can't just, just because your name and you make up a name doesn't mean you can trademark your name. Hello and welcome into our next call. She made dolls? Yeah, I didn't know. She was with Mattel. Who knew all these years? She's from the Mattel family. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, you're on the air. This Tony? Yeah, welcome in. You're on the air. Hey, Tony. Uh, yeah, this Tom. Listen, I got hey, a quick story. We're talking about coaches yelling. So I was fortunate to have seats on row B for a couple of years. Kentucky game person I'm going with wasn't able to show up. So it's right at tip-off, and I get a tap on the shoulder, and Coach Summit asks if anybody's using that seat. So, of course, yeah, you're welcome to it. So midway through the game, Calipari's doing his stuff. And she jumps up and tells him to sit down and shut up. <laughs> Said that to who? Said that to John Calipari. Oh! That's awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, right there. Jesus. I mean, she jumped up and she just gave it to him. When so was this? these coaches, they get involved too. When, when was this? Sean's wondering. Uh, this was probably six years ago. Probably about Pat six, Summit. seven years ago. Didn't she pass away in 2016? Yes. Okay, well, obviously, you know, I've got my, my years mixed up, but, I mean, it was uh, it was quite sight. So, was, was, where was, was Calipari the, coaching at the time? I'm sorry, sir? Where was uh, John Calipari the coach at the time? Kentucky. Okay, well, Pat Summit retired and was forced to re- had to retire because of illness, I guess, was in 2012. Calipari only been in Kentucky for two years at that point, I think. So right. it had to have been like 2010 or 11, maybe. Wow, time gets time gets away so, then. But, so uh, Pat Summit didn't have yeah. a seat and just came down and took the seat next to you? Uh, she asked me if she could sit there. You know, like I said, she tapped me on the shoulder and says, anybody using this seat? And the person that was going with me couldn't make it. And, of course, you know, sure, help yourself. And, uh. So, well, listen. I appreciate the call. That's a first-person anecdote, there, John. Do you uh, do you buy that? No. You didn't sound like you were believing him as he was talking. It sounded. Why would I, I could hear the da- well. I could hear the doubt in your voice. Does that sound like Pat Summit to scream at another coach to sit down? I just, I just don't see Pat Summit wandering around the arena looking for a place to sit. I mean, I, yeah, I, well, I guess in his defense, this was before the court would have been named after her. Back to the phones. We, well, let's do this. I, I, it looks like we need a cooling off period here. I don't know. We've, we've reached a critical time here. We come back on the other side right after this. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. This is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Minutes matter when you call 911 for a heart attack, and Murray Regional Health is ready to care for you. Utilizing the -the state-of-the-art cardiac cath lab at Murray Regional Medical Center, our team of expert cardiologists and experienced clinical professionals are equipped to investigate heart conditions quickly and perform life-saving interventional procedures. Go to murrayregional.com slash heart to learn more. And remember, always dial 911 when you or someone near you is experiencing heart attack symptoms. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. 
In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Hi, I'm Kurt Green, and I'm with 7th Element, and we're going to be in the Columbia area at Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater, February 24th. That's Saturday, February 24th, and we would love for you to be there. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite, and just look for 7th Element and Friends. Concert's going to be at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and you can find us at 7thElement.com, 7thElement.com. It's February, and love is in the air all month. There's no better time to find your perfect match than this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. From now until February 29th, get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems from Hiller. It's the perfect pair for cleaner, healthier air inside. You'll never be more in love with your home. Find your perfect match today at happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. KB back with you. Matt Dixon, before we get off today, has to admit on the air today that he will be on Saturday cheering for the Kentucky Wildcats. He knows he wants to say it. He knows he wants to break that seal. Matt, you've really got to do that. You've really got to come correct. Because I'll be asking the Tennessee fans tomorrow if they're cheering for the Kentucky Wildcats. Like you, Brian Hartman. Hey. Are you chairman for Kentucky hey, on Saturday against Alabama, Brian? Let's start you with know, you. Let's Matt, there's a, there's, a, uh, there's a local establishment that has a Kentucky alumni group that meets and watches games there. And I would be glad to tell you where that is yeah. off the air so you can go join them. Matt? Yeah, let's really- have a lot of fun. Yeah, let's do that. It would have been nice to have been there last night. Eight six five two hundred five. And Saturday night, Tennessee rang up 103 points on them. You imagine those people losing to that LSU bunch. It's so hard to win on the road, though. Those Kentucky fans are so over that Calamari. And Calamari, John, is the most obnoxious guy in the world. He makes me look likable. Whoa. Back to the phones we go. We're heading for a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. Remember, Garza Law, Tennessee Basketball Overtime when the Basketball Vols go final. Tony Vols' guys are off today after a couple days. God, so great to have college baseball back again. Hello and welcome into our next call. <clears throat> Live on Life the show. Life is good. Life is good, Tony. Yep. Life is good. Uh, you just, you gotta, you gotta embrace everything these days. It's just the way it is. You got it. So, uh, 
Kentucky gets beat. Cal- Calipari may be on the way out the door. Uh, Stacks on the way out at Vandy. No way. Stack uh, says he's coming back. Well, Stack, you know he's got he's delusional. You need to go listen to his uh, post game presser last night when they asked him the question. Otherwise, he's going to get fired. What would he say? Because we're not talking playing. about. He started talking about Judas. What? <laughs> what? I got to look this up. Now you got me curious. Yes. Yeah. It's at the end not of his Judas presser. Brutus? Yeah. He started talking about Judas, saying that uh, he's trending in the he's been trending in the right direction, and the net the net's been going up. It has. It's gone up eighty three points. I think we ought to keep him. I think we ought to. Advance well, I'm sure you. I'm sure you'd it's love for, to keep him, so you, so you can keep a good laugh. I mean, last night they weren't even competitive against Georgia. So this is had Jerry. One in a, had one in a month. Jerry Stackhouse uh, said the following, John. This is pretty next level. I've been trending in the <laughs> right direction for a long time. He said, John. He said, you know, I got hired here to do a job. I've been trending in the right direction for a long time. I probably heard more things about our net this year than I've heard ever about our net. The last four years before that, we increased our net every year. I've never heard anything about that. He then went on to say, you know, there were 12 disciples, right? And only one of them was Judas. There are a lot of people pulling for me, a lot of people pulling for our team. And I try to think about those people and make sure I continue to do my job and focus on these guys and help them get better. And I'll live with the results from there. I think it's a good sign when your coach is evoking the name Judas in a post-game press conference. John, how about you? I think think when a coach goes biblical, that's a really good sign. Great sign. (laughs) Well, uh, we'll see in about two weeks. the thing, the thing that I want to see happen, yep. uh, is, uh, I, them and Missouri play each other in the first round of the SEC tournament. Won't that mm-hmm. be compelling basketball? And there will be 10,000 Kentucky fans sitting there courtside because they have nothing better to do, Matt. Absolutely. Sometimes really bad game, really bad teams playing each other can be really entertaining. You're absolutely correct about that, John. Interesting. Uh, yeah. What do you you guys wonder why? To, I'll change the subject. You guys wonder why? You, and you you know the answer to this. question. I don't know already. the answer to that question, or I wouldn't have asked it, Joe. Uh, why Tennessee has such a hard time in the tournament? Mm-hmm. Barnes wears them out. But, well, that I is mean, a, that Bruce, is a popular theory. But Bruce Pearl bl- blew a twenty point lead in the round of sixteen on a Friday night. Jed, Uncle Jed, Jerry Green, who, by the way, Tony Valls plays his uh, non-league schedule in baseball. Uh, Uncle Jed, Jerry Green, uh, blew a seven-point lead right inside the last TV timeout when Brendan Haywood fouled out, and they asked Jed about it after the game. I didn't know he fouled out. Well, there, there there were some circumstances behind Bruce's deal. Interesting. And, uh... Uh, Jerry Green, Jerry Green was, even though he won a lot of games, you know how bad of a coach he was. He named I his mean, boat at that time when he got fired, 420s. That was the name of his boat. I wonder if 420s is still out there somewhere. 
in a, in I'm a sure it probably is. near you. How long do boats last, Sean? Down there with the goalposts in the river. <laughs> Joe, jo, thank you. And thank you for providing some mirth to an otherwise heavy show today. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're on the air, Thursday edition, John Adams, presented by Jennifer Morris, Next Move, SmokyMountains.com. Hi. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing great. Uh, Thank Brian you for calling. Yeah, good talk to you, Brian. Yeah, you know, I think it was a week ago when Y predicted uh, the two teams we do not want to play. Yes. UConn and Houston. I was total agreement with that. But when you're doing the discussion, who's going to make the Final Four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with y'all. It's like... How do you really pick that? My question more would be, first before picking that, would be what kind of whistle do we think they're going to blow in the tournament? And that's the point. It's not consistent from crew to crew, right? So so how do you think that impacts Tennessee, the whistle? Well, we really struggle against real physical teams that they're going to allow some, some things, you know, but you know what? Rick Barnes likes his team to clutch and grab, though, on defense. So, so that's a double-edged sword. John, that is true, right? We do, we struggle with it on offense. We get shoved around a little bit offensively, but defensively, we want somebody that lets us play with our hands. Well, yeah, it worked against Duke in the tournament last year. Yeah, Tennessee roughed them up. Tennessee bullied they Duke really last did. year. They bullied them. Yeah. Well, Connect is a wild card in that, and that's that's a good thing toward us and all like that. But I, I know like an Auburn, like an Auburn broom, broom would give us a lot of trouble. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That's going to be a real matchup problem. Thank goodness that game's here and not yeah. there. Yeah. Hey, and on the way out, I just want to say, you know, with you know the NCAA thing just pending out there, we got the big four games after A&M here pending and just things going like that. Let's just all remember – Whatever happens, we're BFL. And um, and I, I want to say, like, maybe during slow time in the summer like that, we can maybe have a discussion like uh, when you became a BFL or how you sort of migrated to it or something like that. Be, I think it'd be a fun topic. But, Brian, I do too. I, I always <laughs> do a show in the summer about when sports called your name. Because for all of us, there was kind of a time – and then one minute, you know, you 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 you're in this world where you're really not conscious. This is a thing, and the next minute you find it. And and I I saw one of those old Jim Gutman books from the uh, early seventies the other day. Those old like kids biographies. You remember them, John? No. They were late sixties, early seventies. Sp- old sports books. They would be in my sports library. And my librarian at my school, Miss Tribell, would be like, you're checking this book out again, Tony? It was one about O.J. Simpson. There was one about Jim Plunkett. There was one about Pete Maravich. There was, and they were written like on kids' level. And, um, man, I just read that stuff. Look at Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> John just laughed at me, Matt. Matt, you gonna let John laugh in my face like that? Oh, I'm sorry, John, Tony. Matt. I, I didn't mean it. I'm pouring my heart out over here. I'm pouring my heart out over here. Hey, Tony, when are you you're going to do this VFL show in the summer? You said. Well, no, I'm going to do when I came to sports. But but at any rate, let me say this to the radio listener: I really appreciate you. I love you. We've got a blog up today. 
over at tclub.t. Matt's got some thoughts on yesterday's game. I've got that breakdown of that UConn thing and how crazy that is. We've got John Bryce's thoughts on Tennessee's coaching uh, hires, their addition, uh, including the fact that we think the inch guy, though it hasn't been reported, we think the inch guy is going to get a title. In other words, he didn't just come from Alabama to be Tennessee's linebackers coach. They're going to make him co-coordinator. They're going to they're put a ring on it, so to speak. But uh, we'll see if that happens. Also, uh, tomorrow, Orange Throat will have a full report for you. We've got a ton of stuff, as uh, Brian just said, in Richmond. We're following that court case. When news breaks out, we'll break in there. In the meantime, I want to thank John Adams, presented by Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams, nextmovesmokymountains.com. ATLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime is forthcoming if you want to jump on the lines now. And ladies and germs, another broadcast day has concluded. Enjoy yourself. Peace. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.